Welcome to The Drawdown, a podcast by Cherry Beckert's private equity practice. In each episode, we explore the latest trends in the private equity sector, as well as challenges and opportunities in the ever-changing investment environment. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining. My name is Liz Slavaski. I'm a director in Cherry Beckert's Transaction Advisory Group. And today I'm joined with a few of my colleagues as we discuss what it's like to be owned by a private equity firm. Recently, we've been getting a lot of questions from our clients who are interested in selling their business, and they want a better understanding of what to expect, especially when it comes to private equity. So to help paint a picture, we've rounded up a few members of our transaction team who each have a unique perspective of working closely with a private equity firm, either working with the investment team or as a portfolio company. To kick things off, I'll ask each of them to introduce themselves and give a quick background of their experience. Then we'll get into some questions at hand. Sydney, why don't you kick us off? Sure, thanks, Liz. So my name is Sydney Glick. I'm a partner in our transaction advisory group. Uh, prior to Cherry Beckert, I worked uh, for a number of years at uh, one of the largest public leverage buyout firms. Um, when I started at the company, this is probably back in 2000, we were uh, we had about 550 million assets under management and then grew over the next 11 years to about 28 billion. Um, and at the time we had a portfolio of over 200 companies. So um, interesting, ha- have, have a lot of background on working within uh, a private equity firm as well as on the other side um, as an advisor uh, to private equity firms and clients. Great, thanks Sydney. Jason? Thanks, Liz. My name is Jason Painter, and I'm a managing director in the transaction advisory practice. Prior to joining Cherry Becker, I spent the last 13 years as the CFO of a distribution company. When I originally joined that company, it was owned by a small number of individuals. And shortly after joining, they sold a minority ownership stake to a private equity firm. About 14 months following that transaction, The ownership team, along with the private equity firm, sold a majority stake um, to a larger private equity firm. After about nine years of ownership that saw us fight through a recession, um, we were a, a platform for acquisition. We performed nine of those during our tenure, and we ended up changing the accounting system. We eventually sold to a strategic buyer that was also backed by a large private equity firm. So I always like to say, I kind of sold myself out of a job, joined Cherry Beckert, and now assist others in the buying and selling of their companies. Perfect. And and Kim, why don't you please introduce yourself? Sure thing. My name is Kim Palma, and I'm also part of the advisory services team at Cherry Beckert. And my background is very similar to Jason's because we both started together in the same public accounting firm. And then I joined him when he took over as the CFO of the distribution company that he mentioned. And so we both worked together through the different changes in ownership with the private equity firms. I also, after leaving that company, I worked for another private equity owned company. And now I serve clients who have private equity ownership. Great. Well, thank you guys all for joining. Um, Sydney, when is a good time for a company to start thinking about partnering with a PE firm? That's a great question, Liz. So let me just start out by sort of just laying the, the, 
the, the industry out a little bit uh, so people understand the breadth and scope of what we're talking about. So there's over 3,500 private equity firms in the U.S. Last year, despite COVID, there were uh, 5,300 private equity deals that closed last year, resulting in over $700 billion of, of capital invested. Um, and so when you think about when's the good time for a company to consider partnering with private equity, I think as a business owner, you have to also consider what are you looking to do? What, you know, what are your goals? Are you looking for um, a liquidity event to take some chips off the table, but you still want to remain you know, with the business? Um, are you looking for a minority equity deal? Are you looking to um, are you looking to you know take money off the table and retire and sell the business outright in a control transaction, or are you looking to raise debt capital um, and and not dilute your equity down? And there's a private equity firm. There, there's firms that focus on all of all of these different structures within different industries. And I think one of the things that is really critical for business owners to understand is I don't think you want to sort of rush into um in, into a sales process there's a lot of preparation that has to be done on the front end and when you think about you know all these different private equity firms out there there's a lot of capital sitting on the sidelines that need to be put to work and so what that means is when a really strong business comes on the market um, private equity firms are going to pay top dollar for that business to the extent that it makes strategic sense whether it's um, an industry that they focus on whether they have an existing portfolio company that would make a really strong add-on to you know to to acquire the target and so when you're thinking about well how do i prepare my business for sale um there's a lot of different things and we don't have time to get into all of this but things that certainly business owners want to consider is you have to make sure your financials are in order um doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have an audit but at a minimum uh you should be considering doing a sell side quality of earnings report um you should uh certainly be considering that from a tax structuring uh, standpoint, things are in order, um, and that you have a succession plan that's really well thought out. So that could also mean just from a from a business perspective, if you're looking to retire, do you have um, a number two at the company that can that can take over? Um, you, you've got the right executive management team in place. You have you know contracts signed by your customers, et cetera. So there's a lot of different things that go into it that certainly we we can help assist businesses with, and that we do day in and day out. That's great. That's actually Jason. With all the different funding options available, what are the benefits of having a PE firm as an investor? I think Sydney touched on several of the main points I would also share in answering that question. As he indicated, um, with private equity ownership, you have options of how much of the business you may want to sell, such as a minority stake or a majority stake. This is a nice option that I think allows owners to take out partial or all the equity that they've built up in their company. And it allows them to diversify their net worth into other investments. Keep in mind that many times private equity ownership is investing in the management team and owners as much as they are the company's industry. And thus they want those individuals to invest alongside the private equity group. I think this allows owners and the management teams to participate in a second liquidity event in future years. Now, one of the non-monetary benefits that I experienced in my years was having access to financing institutions through either senior lenders or mezzanine debt. Private equity does have their own fund that they can borrow from or 
participate and invest from, but they also have access to financing options from cultivating relationships that their portfolio companies now get to benefit from. Most of these lenders trust the investments that the private equity firms are making into, and thus as a portfolio company, you get access to many of these lenders that you wouldn't have had access to prior to joining that firm. Another benefit was that the individuals that work at these private equity firms are quite knowledgeable and bring a lot of expertise in areas such as financing, acquisitions, operational management, et cetera. And these help augment your current management team's expertise. I just like to remember that when I want to brainstorm or help me through a challenge, it certainly helps you to not feel as isolated when you're going through that decision-making process. The last point that I've considered when answering this question is that many bring access to professionals and advisors like a Cherry Becker that they will introduce you to or bring in when you get into a challenge or an event that may be outside your expertise. Having resources, whether it's internal with the private equity or through advisors, help my company navigate challenges or changes that came from time to time during their ownership. Yeah, certainly a lot of uh, a lot of benefits there, Kim. But one concern that we hear often is if I sell to private equity, what happens to the employees? How did work life change for you? Yeah, for me and for most of our employees, there really was not much of a change in our day to day activities. Our operations, our accounting groups, we kind of all did the same thing as before just to support our company's business. For me, the biggest change that I saw was in our documentation and reporting requirements. The items that previously our owners had more discretion about, like expansions or budgets or even bonus plans, they were more formalized now and we were held accountable for them. That seemed to be the biggest change that I saw kind of in how we operated more day to day. Great. And, and Sydney, when you worked at a private equity firm, what were your expectations from the companies you had investments with? So I would say th there's a couple things. So um, companies stumble all the time. There's things that happen that are out of their control, whether uh, customers leave, whether there's more macroeconomic impacts and whatnot. And um, you know, as Kim mentioned, when a private equity firm is investing in a company, they're, they're investing in a partnership, um, but at the same time, there's certain metrics that they're expecting the company to, to hit, and they're really driven by, um, by, by growth, and they're gonna do everything they can to support the company in meeting those objectives. Um, and one of the key things is when you do have, you know, a bump on the road or whatnot, the expectation is that um, the private equity firm isn't gonna find out uh, you know, by looking at their financials or broken covenants, that management is going to be very transparent and open in, um, in in providing insight into what's going on with the business, um, such that the private equity firm can really act as an extension to that management team and and, and help overcome those uh, those pitfalls. I think the other big thing in terms of expectations is timely financial reporting. So a lot of times, if companies that haven't been um, private equity backed in the past, um, they may produce financials on an annual basis for tax reporting purposes and maybe on a quarterly basis. 
Um, there's a lot of information that may be up in, in an owner's head. Um, and one of the things that a private equity firm is going to bring to the table is just help sophisticate that business in terms of the quality of financial reporting and management reporting such such that the board uh, and, and key management can proactively make decisions. And so I think having uh, that timely financial information is another critical piece that, you know, that, that we always expected um, companies to provide. Great, and Jason, as a CFO, how often were you communicating with the PE group and, and what was the nature of the interaction? So, you know, that, as I mentioned, we were uh, owned by three different ones and it, it varies for, for each firm. So no, you know, what I'm about to say isn't, you know, one size fits all, but typically um, you will see a lot more communication at the front end as the PE group is, is learning about the company in terms of its operations and the reporting, you know, they're trying to get up to speed so they understand uh, the dynamics uh, of your company. Um, you will see a lot more scheduled um, calls. At first, uh, we were meeting on a weekly basis and most of it was um, through the phone or, or video conferencing. Um, but there are usually um, scheduled board meetings. So you will get into, um, you know, performance where you'll be meeting it live with the board, which typically involves members of the private equity firm, but in many cases they'll bring experts um, outside of both the company and their PE to, to join as board. So that happened on quarterly basis. And then um, we ended up producing a lot of um, what I would consider memos or reporting packages that gave a summary of the month. So again, all of them are different, but um, you're usually having phone conversations on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, and as you get into more of a routine, uh, it just becomes less frequent. Now, my one caveat through this is if things go bad, um, then you will see, you know, the private equity firm take a little bit more hands-on approach, um, and that could be through their advisors or directly through the private equity team if they have the expertise. Yeah, Jason, one thing I, I would say, it's, it's at least from my perspective, and I know you're 100% right in what you say, that it really depends on, on the firm, um, but I would say it's helpful for folks to understand that private equity firms, one of the reasons why they are asking for this information, they're not trying to create a burden on the management team. They're really trying to support the management team. Um, but they also have LPs and, and GPs, limited partners and general partners that they are ultimately, um, that they're ultimately reporting to. And so they have to provide information on the status of, of their investments and what's going on in their portfolio um, to other folks. And that's one of the reasons why they, you know, they're having board calls and whatnot is is they are they have their own reporting requirements that they're responsible for but at the end of the day i, I think at least all the private equity firms that i've worked with and and worked for um they, they they don't go through this this exercise of of senseless you know sharing information it's all for a common goal of trying to help the business succeed yeah sydney just to piggyback off of that one more you're exactly right i think um they're building a lot of metrics. Um, so as, as Kim mentioned earlier, the reporting 
um, expands. And so they are keeping track of a lot of history so we can um, focus on acquisitions and how they would integrate into the company or when we go through difficult um, recessions or downturns in the economy, how does that impact? And all of that information is, is quote, recorded and, and maintained. And you really do become a lot more sophisticated in your knowledge of the business and what really makes the company you know, successful and, and make money because all PE firms are, are investing in you to grow the company and, and to have a return on their investment. And I'll just add too that all these reporting and changes and increases that we're talking about, none of it happened overnight. It really was a gradual process where they gave us time to develop these reports. And as our business changed, the reports also developed with those changes and they just got better and better over time. That makes sense. So Jason, what, what should a business owner be thinking about when he's searching for a, or he or she is searching for a PE firm? Because as Sydney mentioned, you know, there are there are many out there with with lots of different experiences and and, and bring different things to the table. So what, what should people be thinking about when they when they make this search? I think when I review our decision making process, uh, the key factors that we considered was first that type of ownership we sought, whether it was minority or majority. As I mentioned earlier, the first sale we had was a minority where the owners just wanted to take out some equity of the company that they had built up. The second transaction was a majority sale, which was really allowing us to grow and focus on a, long, a liquidity event that was several years down the road. A second consideration that we can um, thought through was what is the private equity strategy or history for how long they like to hold an investment? Now, some prefer three to five years, some are seven to 10 or even more. Does this line up with management's expectations and goals? And those should be aligned as you go through the process of making sure your next hold coincides with their typical hold strategies. Another is how much involvement does the private equity like to have on day-to-day -day operations? Are they more of a hands-on type firm or are they more of a macro level oversight? Again, expectations going through the process and making sure they align with management goals is key. But I really think it comes down to the culture and who you felt like you connected with during the process of selling your company. Just remember, private equity firms all have similar goals, which are to grow and have a return on their, their investment. It really does come down to relationships and who do you think you will be able to work with over the course of the next few years, because this does become a long-term partnership that you're engaging in. Yeah, I would just add, Jason, to that is I think one of the things that I would always recommend business owners to do as well is when they're talking to a private equity firm, they should talk to business owners that have sold to that private equity firm um, just to just to hear what their experience was working with that firm. And and I would if I was them, I would I would talk to folks that are in their existing portfolio as well as owners that uh, that have that have already experienced that exit. Um, and then I think the, the other piece I think is 
Um, I think it's important to think about private equity firms in terms of they all have different expertise and a lot of them focus on certain industries. And I think um, where you can end up with some hiccups is when you have some firms that are investing in this space that they're really not overly familiar with. Um, that, that's where you can have a, a lot of, I've seen a lot of frustration where there's there's just a lot of um, you know education that, that, have, that you have to go through to, um, to school the private equity firm up. So Sydney, on that point, um, where, where would somebody start? Where should somebody start the process if they're interested? So I think, look, I mean, one of the obvious answers is uh, you, you can certainly reach out to, to any of us at Cherry Becker. Um, I think, you know, we'd certainly be happy to walk through and, and talk uh, through, you know, you know, people's various situations. I think the other um, part is talking to an investment banker. Um, an investment banker is a really good advisor that works with companies and helps them sell their business to various private equity firms. So they also have really deep knowledge of, um, of, of the industry and, and likely suitors out there. So I think either of those options would, would, um, would be a good place to start. Well, I just want to thank you guys for your time. I think this has been really helpful and we hope to all of you listeners out there, please reach out to us or, you know, that, that you guys find the, the right fit for you um, because um, PE can be a great partner and um, it's just about finding the right one. So thanks everybody for their time um, and take care. Thank you for listening to The Drawdown, Cherry Beckert's private equity podcast. The views presented by our guests do not necessarily represent the views of their respective firms. For more information on how Cherry Beckert serves as a guide forward to private equity funds and their portfolio companies through accounting, tax, and advisory services, please visit cbh.com.